0: In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guests are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Togenet Radio, Togenet Entertainment, or the Owners Group, Inc.
1: Girlfriend, here is your show. Girlfriended, your chance to connect with other women, especially the woman that is most overlooked, yourself. From the website, GirlfriendIt.com, and the movement, GirlfriendIt, here are Patty Wyatt and Lisa Jernigan on toginet.com.
2: What are you passionate about enough to disrupt your lifestyle? Welcome to GirlfriendIt. We're Patty Wyatt and Lisa Jernigan of GirlfriendIt.com, a great place to connect and girlfriendify
3: your life. Well, I know you. You will disrupt anything in your life to go for a run. Oh yeah,
2: um, I would. I would get up at 4:30 just to get a it,
3: just to get a good endorphin high. I know you, would. and even when we travel and we're on the road, you make sure you get that run in. While I make sure I get my coffee time in at a coffee shop. Well,
2: it it is crazy when you think of what you will do to disrupt your life to make things. Happen. It, it, it all goes down to what you really value. Like when I hear people say. I don't have time to work out. I just know, well, they don't, they don't value that time. So exactly, because we will,
3: we will make time for whatever we are truly passionate about. Because I know for me, I will get up at 4.30. It's, it's not for the endorphin high, but I'll get up at 4.30 to go to a garage sale to, to get a great deal. And that is, that is like, that's an adrenaline rush for me, but not an endorphin high. Okay,
2: so see, that's, you, you really do want to look into people's lives to say, okay, what? makes you passionate about something to, to disrupt your life. So you, because you find a treasure, you would get up at 4.30 in the morning to go
3: garage selling. It's about the conquest. Yeah. It's about there's a good deal out there. If I can just get one really good deal, then it makes it, it's about, it's about the journey. And also, I love to take, like, my daughter-in-law with me, or sometimes my husband would go, or my kids. So it's like, we, and we get coffee. So it's also about the journey. It's and about the experience. Everything's experience. about the experience and the ambiance. absolutely.
2: Well, have you noticed that when you are passionate about something, it's hard to understand why others don't respond the same way? Like, do you, do you look at people
3: and go, why won't
2: you go garage selling with me?
3: Well, not so much the garage selling. Yeah, I understand. But it's like, you, you look at people and you go, how can you be so apathetic about something? Yeah. And you just see people that are just kind of in that, um, like the flat line living and you go, come on, let's get passionate about something. Get, get excited. Let your face show it. But you know what? It it's really hard to get passionate sometimes because life, as we know, is so daily and sometimes you can get stuck in a rut and it really is hard to be passionate. But when you find something that just kind of lights you up from the inside out, that like we say, gets you up at 4.30 in the morning, you know, yeah. you're passionate and yeah. you will make time for that because you, you value it. And it almost becomes an addiction. When you value something to that e- extreme, um, you become obsessed with it. And, and you, it's all consuming. Yeah. We like to say that it kind of becomes your drug of choice, and we're not talking like drugs. <laughs> we're talking about that height because I know for us like 10 years ago um, when we met, we we, uh, we got together and we just started sharing our passions, what we were passionate about, and it was connecting women and rallying women to do remarkable things, and we didn't quite know what that looked like. But from our backgrounds, we just go, okay, we want to make sure women are having fun, that make sure women are coming together, and we know that when women bring their influence together, Powerful things can happen. So we started this movement organization called Girlfriends Unlimited. That we didn't know what it was going to look like at the time, but we all we knew was we were so passionate and consuming to the point
2: that when we would see people, some of our friends, they would actually they use the term ambush because we would uh, we would be so excited and, and get them involved. And if if they even had somewhat of hot breath, we would without pre qualifying, full <laughs> cool
3: breath, just <laughs> breathing. <laughs>
2: If they were warm, we were like bringing them into our tribe. And uh, I, I just remember one time I was laughing because I invited a girlfriend to lunch and she literally asked her husband, why do you think Patty's inviting me to, to lunch? Because she thought, oh,
3: great. What she am just I going to... She just doesn't do that on her own because she likes my friendship. She she must have a reason and a purpose. That's pretty sad. What does <laughs> she want me... What is she roping me into now? <laughs>
2: But you do. You become obsessed with the conquest. Like you said, it's an
3: endorphin high. It's a conquest. But it's an adrenaline rush. And you know what? When you're passionate about one area of your life, have you noticed that it really trickles and flows over into other areas of your life? So if you don't have passion in one area, it's really hard to be passionate about life in general. But when you're passionate about one thing, like you with your running, my garage sale, then I come back kind of charged up like you do. You come back from your run, which I wish I experienced that endorphin high. It just doesn't do that to me. (laughs) I don't know what. Something in my, so it's like, I wish I craved that. You literally crave a run. You see people running and you go, I crave to be out running right now. And I just go, oh, take me to a coffee shop. (laughs) But um, when you're passionate to that extent, it does flow into other areas of your life. Absolutely. And it energizes you. Mm -hmm. And the key is to find something that you're passionate about. And like we're talking about today and not to disrupt your life. And that sounds funny, but it's, it really is. If you're going to be passionate about something, um, your life will get interrupted. I think that's a, that's so hard for for people, and especially women, to grasp sometimes because we're so busy with raising our kids and our families and, and the stability there that we feel like if I become passionate about something, then I can't. It's going to alter my routine, mm-hmm. and I think it's okay to alter your routine, yeah. you know, and and interrupt your lifestyle. To become passionate about something that you want to make a difference that you, because I think we all want to matter. Yeah. And know that we can impact.
2: And well, and sometimes I think you look at people who are so passionate and you crave that. Just like you said, I crave when I see someone running. I mean, I literally, I salivate and go, I I want that. I think there are a lot of individuals out there that you might see an artist or you might see you know, like, I can look at Josh Groban and go, wow. I mean, he, he just sings with so
3: much passion. And soul and depth. But you also know that he probably started really young, and he's put in hours and hours and hours yes. to develop that. And
2: so you crave it. And the, and the more that you, you work at something, you, you get, obviously, more passionate about it. And people just they don't know where to start.
3: Well, I, I just remember I heard this phrase, discipline comes from doing because you look at things and you go like whether it's trying to lose weight or trying to to get more exercise in whatever, and you just think that it's just going to happen. But and you're I'm going to get disciplined, and it's like you don't get disciplined by just sitting and thinking about it. Which I so if I if that happened, I would be so disciplined all the thinking I go into being disciplined, it, but discipline is doing. Well, we are way off track now,
2: but I just got to tell you, that's like biggest loser. We'll we'll sit around as a family, you know, and turn the biggest loser on and, and grab a bag of potato chips. It's like, <laughs> okay, something's wrong with this picture. But yes, we got we got off track on but that. But you know but what really,
3: is- it comes back to because we are talking about passion and we're talking about seizing opportunities and possibilities. And like we were talking about where we, we love to ambush people or talk to people and just Last Saturday night, I was at a dinner um, where Sarah Palin was speaking, and I was at a table, um, and I was sitting right next to a couple that I didn't know and just loved them and their conversation. And they were obviously people that were passionate about life. And, in fact, the guy, he, he described himself as, I am a professional volunteer, and he's very involved. He's like the governor of the Rotary and, you know, when, and just in talking to him, it was... Um, I didn't know there was a governor of a Rotary. I didn't either, but I learned that. <laughs> you learn a lot of things when you just start talking to people and sharing your passions, and that's what's so cool. And Because yeah. I learned, and then he... and But what's, what's fun about that is when you meet people and you start sharing your passions, um, it leads to wanting to help each other out. And you and me now have a meeting with this guy in May to just get some, you know, to help each other out and be advocates for each other. And that's what's always so fun is connecting and networking and sharing passions. And how can my passion help your passion? And um, that's what life is all about. Yeah. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Today, our topic is how much do
2: you love your freedom? And really to love your freedom, you have to be passionate about it. And I don't think we realize how much um, we love them because we, we take our freedoms for granted. I mean, so especially in America, we just so take what what everybody has done in the past, and historically we can go back and, and read through and go, wow, you know, people have died for this freedom, but we just, were, once again, we're apathetic about it almost.
3: Well, and you look back, when you look back at significant moments in history, you saw that people um, were passionate about gaining their freedom, whether it was um, a war, because I always look back when you read the History Channel, and I know like last summer we both read, um, watched the John Adams Chronicles, and I just was just so moved that people were so willing to just go leave, abandon their families and go fight for a cause for years, for years. Mm-hmm. And just, you know, and, and literally leave their families and leave their jobs and leave their homes. And we look at ours today and it's like, don't make me late for dinner or yes. don't, you know, we don't want to sacrifice or don't make me lose sleep over it. Yes. And we don't realize that the, so many of the freedoms that we enjoy today came at a very high cost. And I know one of them, is um, you look at the women's suffrage movement of the um, of the early 1900s and all that went in just to give women the right to vote. We just take it for granted that we can just go to the to the polling place and we can cast our vote oh, yeah, and make we, it count.
2: We talk to girlfriends that say, I, I'm not going to vote because I, I don't think it matters. I don't think my vote counts. And even doing the research for the show was funny yesterday because we pulled up um, a video on CoverGirl.com and it was two teens were interviewing other teens, and they were asking this question: "Will you sign this p- petition to end and eliminate women's suffrage?" And it was hysterical. Well, it was embarrassing, actually. How these girls were clueless.
3: And, and, oh yeah, I'll oh, sign. Yeah. I'll sign to eliminate women's suffrage. <laughs>
2: And they would repeat it. These guys would repeat it over and over to these girls. So they definitely understood what the question so was. So you you
3: think that we should eliminate women's suffrage. Oh, yeah, give me that paper. And you're just going, oh, no, are we that clueless? But, you know, because these women, you look at the early pioneer women, Alice Paul and Susan B. Anthony and Elizabeth Stanton, and they they literally went to prison for the cause. And fight like a girl. Fight like a girl. <laughs> and you know what? And sometimes we forget that it's okay to fight like a girl, Mm -hmm. to disrupt our lifestyle. And today we're going to be talking to a couple of people that are um, in the fight, that are disrupting their lifestyle, that are on the front lines making a difference for our freedoms, and they're passionate, and that's what it takes. Definitely. And and what we are privileged to have a former congressman who
2: is also running for the Senate in Arizona, J.D. Hayworth. He is passionate and will allow his passion to disrupt his life. And it's so cool. We were so excited to be able to, it was just such an honor to get JD because it totally fits into what we're talking about. And I know even though this show is on the national level, I think what's going on in Arizona is hitting the national level with everything from immigration to uh, just the the craziness of what's taking place with governor's signature and all kinds of fun stuff. So we are excited to have JD, so stay tuned to... um, here all the things that are gonna be happening, not only in Arizona and but- what
3: he's passionate about and what he's been passionate enough about.
1: is girlfriended on Toginet. Don't forget to tell your friends to check it out on GirlfriendIt.com. It's time to discover it, connect it, propel it, Girlfriend It. And we'll be right back with more girlfriended radio right after these. Critical thinking in the real world. What does it take to get ahead and stay ahead of the curve in this ever-changing world around us? Critical thinking in the real world with Janet Hands. Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Central on Toginet. hot topics and the critical thinking necessary to assess them. Her passion for education impacts her daily life, and she'll share that in every show. Critical thinking in the real world with Janet Hins, Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Central, starting November 4th on Toginet.com. Get ready to get busy with Getting It Done. Getting It Done with Jill Staraszewski, Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Central on Toginet.com. We'll be bringing you moms and dads who are getting it done parents who have a lot on their plate but still manage to go that extra mile to accomplish things that they have long dreamed of well how do they do that well that's what this is for the goal is to educate motivate encourage and support the multitasker in all of us whether it's that book that you've been meaning to write that business that you've been hoping to start that dish that you've been striving to master getting it done is here to help make it happen motivating you to get started, encouraging you to keep going, providing tips and advice on how to keep the kids happy, healthy, and safe while getting it done and done well. Learn from fellow moms and dads who are getting it done and learn about yourself along the way. It's Jill Starashevsky and Safety Mom Media, bringing out the stars in all of us. It's Getting It Done with Jill Staraszewski, Wednesday nights at 9, 8 central on toginet.com. Welcome back to Girlfriended Radio, a chance for you to let your hair down, curl up with a mug of whatever you love, and have some nice girl talk. It's Girlfriended, the radio show, on Toginet.com. And now back to the show with your hosts, Patty and Lisa.
2: It is an honor once again to have J.D. Hayworth on our show. He has been a radio and television personality, a business management consultant, Uh, public policy advocate. And most of Arizona knows J.D. from his time spent in Congress to which he was elected as part of the Republican Revolution in 1994. He is now officially running for the U.S. Senate as he has recently delivered 11,000 signatures of Arizona votes to the Secretary of State. And I'm telling you, J.D., this is a mouthful of all the things that you've done here. And I don't know if you were buddies with um, Arnold Schwarzenegger going from celebrity into uh, (laughs) I don't know, but you are definitely a mouthful. So you have to tell us exactly what what you're passionate about and what led you into politics.
0: Well, I think, uh, first of all, ladies, to be on the Internet with Patty and Lisa, I will count as one of the high points of this campaign. So thank you. (laughs) Very much for the opportunity. But I think I think the passion that motivates me is what motivates you. Uh, and that is the fact that uh, we take a look at our kids. And Miss Mary and I have been blessed to, to have three children. The youngest, who was 13 months old the day I was sworn in to the U.S. House of Representatives back in 1995, he's now 16 and driving, so I want to issue that traffic advisory. But, uh, <laughs> but, but, but so the fact noted. is... I have Uh, one
2: out there, too,
0: J.D. Sure, and and just as we're concerned about those new drivers, we're also concerned in the larger sense, and maybe it's hit you like the proverbial ton of bricks. I mean, here we are, now we're the adults. Now we have kids of our own, and we take a look at the future, and with the radical changes in Washington, D.C., as we seem to be moving away at breakneck speed from the entire notion of being a constitutional republic, as, uh, as my bride, Miss Mary, put it one day, she just said, uh, honey, are our kids going to have the same opportunity to grow up in the same America in which we grew up? And uh, that is a profound question, and that is why I think this year uh, is all about restoration, a restoration mm-hmm. of, of constitutional values, a realization that we live in a constitutional republic not a command-and-control government-driven state. No, no, government is to be our servant. We are not supposed to serve the government as citizens. Government exists to serve the citizens. And I think getting back to that point of view, is very important, and of course the Constitution gives us so many admonitions, including Article 4, Section 4, the United States shall guarantee to every state in this union a Republican form of government. Now let me pause there. It's a small r Republican for our Democrat, independent, libertarian, and vegetarian friends listening in. It's not a partisan Republican government, but government in the form of a republic. But let me return to that sentence because it's so profound. The United States shall guarantee to every state in this union a Republican form of government and shall protect each against invasion. And sadly, the federal government has failed to fulfill its responsibility to secure our borders. Uh, I worked hard to do that during my time in Washington. I introduced the Enforcement First Act. That is what it says. Let's enforce existing law. And when you enforce the law, people obey the law. On another front, I was honored to uh, to be a member of the Ways and Means Committee in the House. That's the committee with jurisdiction over the tax code. So it was my honor to play a key part in, in getting rid of the marriage penalty and putting in place the per-child tax credit and, and all the tax relief and tax cut plans that we put in place in 2001 and 2003. And uh, sadly, my opponent, our senior senator, John McCain, opposed those tax cuts. Just as on the border issue, uh, until recently, he embraced the whole notion of amnesty. He called it comprehensive immigration reform, but most of us understand that to be amnesty. There are other differences. Mr. McCain was a staunch sponsor uh, and supporter of cap and trade, which I think would seriously and profoundly affect for the worse Living standards, not to mention uh, taking away again money in the form of taxation and giving over to governmental entities more control of our life. Now, thankfully, he's backed away from that, and so we're left with a question. And again, it's not my intent to be impolite. We all respect John McCain's very real service and sacrifice on behalf of our country, but the question arises. is, is Mr. McCain undergoing a campaign year conversion based on the fact that I'm uh, closing in on him in the polls? Uh, right. Or what is really going on? And that's why I think, uh, Patty and Lisa, that Arizona voters are going to opt for a consistent conservative in the Republican primary here in Arizona on August
3: 24th. Wow. You know what? It, it is, <laughs> you can see, it, yeah. you can see, I can still
2: I'm to all in the Senate. I was actually going. Wow, I, I was walking last night, and I have two neighbors. Uh, they're both of their names are Jim. We call them the Jims because they sit outside and just chat. Uh, I, I actually think they sit out there and knit. So they're listening to the show right <laughs> now. Um, <laughs> But they have the the J.D. sign out in their front yard, and they're strong advocates of you, and they were throwing some questions at me. And I think you answered everything that they asked in just those two minutes. So
0: good (laughs) job, Oh, my goodness. You know, it's one advantage of being a broadcaster. And as you hear, since uh, the United States Senate, the rules allow for a filibuster. Obviously, I'm not going to (laughs) have any problem with that. But, you know, ladies, in all sincerity, the good Lord gave us two ears and one mouth. And though often I'm lampooned for always having something to say, I understand something else and there's a lesson that, quite frankly, my wife and kids help teach me in addition to serving in public office, and that is to be an effective leader, to be an effective legislator, you have to listen to the people. doesn't mean you're always going to agree, but you have to have a, a listening session. And good leadership and good legislation comes through listening and interaction with the people. And, and what I'm hearing, whether it's from those great guys like the two gyms in your neighborhood and uh, closed circuit to the gyms, hey, fellas, thanks for putting out my yard signs, uh, <laughs> but, but also whether whether it's that situation or uh, just the notion of uh, of uh, being in contact with Arizona voters, it's my intention when I go to the U.S. Senate to always be back home on the weekends always holding town hall meetings around the state as often as possible, again, to have that interaction and that dialogue. In fact, I was down in Sierra Vista, a community next to Fort Huachuca, right on the border with Mexico, and and one lady began a town hall with a simple request. She said, J.D., if we send you to the Senate, are we only going to see you once every six years? And I assured her that's not the case, but I understand we continue to need to have a dialogue. And that will characterize my time in the U.S. Senate, as I think Arizonans in general are ready to have a United States senator not only from Arizona, but a United States senator for Arizona.
2: Well, you know what? I so agree. And, and one of the things just talking about um, having those two ears and listening, which you've shown such strong leadership, just even going back to in Arizona where the uh, Amber alert. And um, that is just such a phenomenal thing that began. And I know you had a huge part and you were passionate about that. Can you tell us a little bit about even how that got started?
0: You bet I can. And it, it came in the midst of tragedy. Uh, a young lady in our district, in our congressional district, who lived in Mesa uh, was missing. And it was one of these things we didn't know. And after school abduction, what exactly happened? But his, But her mother came to me. Her family came to me saying, what can we do? Of course, we looked around, and other states had adopted the Amber Alert program. And, you know, this is something where not every action taken by a member of Congress involves a formal law or a formal act of Congress. I, in fact, had the situation just to work with the Arizona Broadcasters, the Arizona Association of Broadcasters, and uh, work with uh, then-Governor Jane and work with good people like uh, like my old friend Chris Warner who who had a passion for this and uh, and move forward in a way where we were able to get the technology adopted not through making laws but through getting good people together and dealing with this community concern and mm-hmm. and so that's another example sometimes it doesn't take a new law it just takes getting together people who are passionate and who have a strong resolve to see results. And that is how the statewide Amber Alert came into being in Arizona, not through an act of Congress, but through the yeah. actions of concerned citizens of whom I was fortunate to be one.
3: Mm-hmm. Well, and it goes back to, like you said earlier, what you see is a, a significant role of leadership, and that is listening and listening to the people. And, you know, somebody brought you, a you know, a horrific situation. You listened. and And, and I think that some of the things that separate people that are passionate and really want to, that will take it to the next level and do something about it. And that's leadership, you know, and it's like, I, I, it's one thing to hear it and go, oh, that's, that's too bad. It's another thing to go, you know what, I'm going to be part of the solution. And that's why we appreciate people like you that are in there going, you know what, I'm going to do what it takes. I'm going to make a difference. I'm going to listen. Um, we're going to rally people together to influence and impact and and to make a difference and it is so hard sometimes because we do see and we hear so much negative things going on and in our country and in our world and it can be overwhelming but then when you when you start talking to people like yourself and going you know what it's just it's one decision at a time it's one group of people it's one person and and we can make a change and i think that's the hope that we need to get out and especially to women because we can look at things and go you know, in our homes and our communities, it's like for our children, you know, is it what kind of a world, like you said, you and your wife are talking, are our children going to inherit, and, and um, are they going to be living in, and can we do something now that can change the course? And obviously, you believe in that enough, and that's why you're running, and that's why you're, you want to make a difference. Can you kind of address, like, what we have one minute left. Can you just kind of say, what would you advise, um, especially women as moms, to go, what can we do to really make a difference?
0: Well, I'm happy to, and, and thank you again for this important forum and the chance to visit, and I look forward to getting together with you ladies again real soon. But it's it's a lesson you probably learned from your mom, and your mom in turn probably uh, imparted, uh, or you imparted as a mom to your kids, this little, this little rhyme, if it is to be, it is up to me. And ah, here, the people govern. I would just, to every mom listening, to every dad, to every citizen, Please understand how important it is for you to be involved. Your vote, your voice can make a difference. And now through the power of the Internet, not only with this great uh, Internet program you're on, but also if people will go to my website, jd4senate.com, they can find out more. But again, just remember that simple piece of information that we learned as kids. If it is to be, it is up to me.
2: Well, thank you, J.D. Thank you for your time, and we look forward to talking to you again. Have a great day.
0: You have a great day. I look forward to our next visit.
3: We will make it happen.
0: Thank you.
1: This is Girlfriend on ToggyNap. Don't forget to tell your friends to check it out on GirlfriendIt.com. It's time to discover it, connect it, propel it, Girlfriend It. And we'll be right back with more Girlfriended radio right after these. Are you going through a crisis? Do you have a tough question you want an answer to? This is your show. It's Brilliant Essence with Astrid Stromberg. Monday afternoons at 6, 5 central on toginet.com. Brilliant Essence speaks to the empowerment of women to find their highest power. Your host, Astrid Stromberg, channels answers to the toughest questions women ask of themselves. Issues ranging from divorce to gifted children to am I safe to fly to where's my soulmate, your life's mission, your lucky streak, and your highest self all come to life with Brilliant Essence. Astrid specializes in spirit communication and and Spirit Life Empowerment. She is the founder of Brilliant Essence and contributor to the book, Living Our Soul Map, Unleashing the Warrior Goddess Within. For more information on Astrid and Brilliant Essence, go to BrilliantEssence.com, giving you the power to be. It's Brilliant Essence with Astrid Stromberg. Monday afternoons at 6, 5 Central, part of the Her Insight Network on Toginet.com. Welcome back to Girlfriended Radio, a chance for you to let your hair down, curl up with a mug of whatever you love, and have some nice girl talk. It's Girlfriended, the radio show, on Toginet.com. And now back to the show with your hosts, Patty and Lisa.
3: Well, we have had and are having a very um, informative, educational show, it's it's one of those things that kind of takes you back to your history books. And, you know, when you're, when you're in school and, and history, to some people it's like such a dreaded thing that you have to endure. And, and other people, I always loved history because it was all about stories. I didn't really understand all the laws and all the terms, but I just loved the history part and, and just hearing people's stories and what they overcame. And we're talking about um, today about freedoms and how we, we do take our freedoms for granted. And uh, we were talking with... Uh, uh, Senator J.D. Hayworth, who has been in the Senate in Arizona and is running again for another term uh, coming up. And just hearing from his perspective, and honestly, Patty, he was using terms that I, you know, that it's like, it takes me back. And it's, it was challenging and it was inspiring. And, and walking away from our conversation with him going, you know what, we really can make a difference. And that when you do see needs and you do see challenges – um, I know he left us with that phrase, if it if it is to be, it's up to me. Yes. And, you know, that is so true. And I think as women, we always um, tend to put things off for another season. When I get my children raised, then I'll engage and I'll do something. And really, if everybody did something, just even something small, it can all make a difference. We pull our resources in, and and uh, we all are people of influence. Yeah. If we bring our influence together and, and our passions together, we were talking about passions and how you really have to be, passionate about something and obsessed with your passion to really make a difference. Well,
2: um, he must've been very passionate cause you're already calling him a Senator. So he, I know. <laughs> <laughs> He's got to love that. You've already positioned him into being, um, but it's so true. I, I know even sometimes at the end of the day, you have to evaluate and go, I, and maybe it's a temperament, uh, you know, a personality thing trait as well. But at the end of the day you go, what did I do today? to be intentional about being remarkable or about making a difference. And I know even when my kids leave they to go to school, they, they mock me because I always tell them, you know, go rock your, your world. You know, go do something significant. Make today a day worth getting up for. Well, you know, I used and- to always
3: tell my kids, go seize the day. And they still laugh out there going, seizing the day. And it is true because if you start that way, anticipating that something remarkable can happen and that you can be a part of it, I think you go into your day with a different lens and you're not just surviving the day and enduring it, but you you can really thrive in your day. I
2: like that you said you're not just surviving the day because I literally will hear moms when they drop their kids off, they'll say, be careful or, you know, be safe. And and it's just funny because. That I don't even think that way. I don't think okay, go be careful. I think go rock your world. Go mm-hmm. make in, you know do incredible things. Be make, intentional.
3: Yes. And and we talked earlier about uh, we referred to the women's suffrage movement in the 1900s, how there was a group of women who are passionate about giving women the opportunity to to make a difference, to share their vo- voice, and to vote in this country. And I know that um, about a year ago, I took a college class with my daughter, and it was Women in Society, and part of that class, we, um, we watch videos, we watched actual film clips of these women, and what it took, and I just walked out of that class with just a new appreciation for people who um, really took, took it on to, to gain our freedom and were passionate and, and didn't let obstacles, and they allowed their lives to be disrupted. And I know these women um, that were on the front lines of the suffrage movement, they, um, they went to jail. They And they, I mean, and endured horrific circumstances while in prison just for their cause. And the thing that was amazing to me with so many of these women, um, they never got to see see it happen in their lifetime. It, it took a decade or more for actually to get passed for women to have the right to vote. Yet they still hung in there and did that. And, and you think back to, or what are we passionate about? And even in our culture and in our communities that we would go, I'll do whatever it takes I'll lose sleep, I'll miss a meal, I'll, I will sacrifice my time. And we so value our time, and yet, really, what are we exchanging our time for? Mm-hmm. And what are we allowing those things? And I know, you know, we've talked on this show with a lot of passionate people that have um, done some remarkable things. And I, I Tell us some of those remarkable things. I will, I will share some things. You know what, it, it is, it's always so fun to talk to these people because they really are inspiring. Because sometimes you can get in the routine of your day and in the rut yes. and go... Do I really make a difference? Is what I'm doing really that significant or am I wasting my time? I actually thought when you said it's exciting to talk to these people that are so inspiring,
2: you were going to say me. Well,
3: (laughs) of course, right? You do inspire me. On so many different levels, and sometimes I can't always share those inspiring moments with you. <laughs> Most of them we can't, and we always laugh about that.
2: That the things that we laugh the hardest about, we never are going to be able to share.
3: <laughs> I, I know exactly. <laughs> so tell us about these remarkable people that we well, have on the show. I know several shows ago. I will thank you for the opportunity. Now that I have the mic, um, you know we were talking to Trade as One and how they were literally going, teaching us a new way of of using our spending power that we can really purchase things. And um, it, from people that are like overseas that are trying to earn a living and just by changing our spending habits, we can we can buy something that really is supporting a group of women who are dealing with the HIV virus or just just simple things like that. And, and using our spending and, well, and and even I mean, we haven't had
2: them on the show, but you're seeing I just saw uh, two girlfriends that are getting together and they're having all their friends put their purses together because, you know, as women, you you don't just have three, four five bags, it's 10, 20, 50 bags. And so they're going along saying, give up those 40 bags that you never use. And they're putting just incredible things in these purses and they're giving them to the kids to give to their mothers who are uh, facing abuse. So those that are being, you know, domestically abused are getting these incredible, neat um, designer bags that are you know filled with all kinds of fun trinkets and things that they need to use during the day. I mean, that is someone that's making a difference. Just two girlfriends that got together and said, "We are gonna, we are gonna shine light in this little area of our world."
3: It really does go back to what is in your hand. What do you have to give? And so many times we think like, like when JD said before the Amber Alert, we asked him, you know, how did he was very instrumental in making the Amber Alert happen in Arizona, and we, you know, we said, "How did that come about?" And that came about. I came about. I came about. I came about. I came about. doesn't have to be reinventing something and, you know, starting all over from scratch, which sometimes we think to do something really significant or impactful, it requires starting from scratch and raising a ton of money and, and rallying this one. Really, it's just getting another girlfriend together and go, hey, what do you have? What do I have? Let's go share it. And it doesn't seem
2: significant at the time, but many times just showing up and building it, it, it becomes that way. And I know even with you and I in our relationship, I mean, a decade ago, I lost my mom, you lost your mom, and you would just think, okay, we came together, we were gonna talk about our grieving fathers, and instead we saw a huge void in our culture for women where women were not coming together. We were just coming home, you're you're exhausted after working all day long, you pull in your driveway, and instead of having that community and those relationships and focusing on the friendships, you just pull in your garage, you close the garage door and you just you isolate yourself. Mm -hmm. And we're seeing that women were really lonely and they were dealing with isolation and, um, you know, on antidepressants because we really were created to be relational. And so we saw this void and we slowly decided we could do something about this. And with our own moms and that legacy of friendship, we were able to slowly ask the question, if there is a void, if women really are you know, saying, I'm lonely, I, I do not have friends, I don't even know how to make, you know, girlfriends, then what could we do? What's a fresh, innovative thing that we could do to help that those the friendships and have a legacy of friendship?
3: And it really is about rallying others to do the remarkable because I think inside each one of us, there is that desire to do something remarkable. We just don't always know how. And so we need somebody to come along to even give us permission and to even create a platform that will allow us to use our giftedness. And I, I know as women, we forget our worth so many times we feel beat up and we feel like we don't have anything to offer. I'm just this. I'm just that. And yet within each one of us as, as people, there we have something to offer. Every human being has something to offer. It's just a matter of tapping into it or joining it with somebody else, you know? And as, I, I love how you were even talking earlier, talking about you have two neighbors, two guys, Jim and Jim. And um, you've told me about them before. They, they they get outside and they sit and they talk and just that relationship. And they have a cause, you know. They have a JD we're sign in their front yard, so they're passionate about something. And it's just like bring in your influence, bring in your passions together with others, and and it makes it fun and it's easy. I know um, we've experienced even when you you say I want to do something significant, I want to tackle something, and to do that. Um, you've got to be prepared to get beat up a little bit and to get criticized. And I know if you were to ask J.D. Hayworth, he would say, oh, my word, I've had my share of, you know, beatings, <laughs> you know, verbal in the press and, and on personal levels, and yet you still hang in there.
2: Okay, I, I know this is like totally off base here, but you do have to wonder. I, I'm, I'm
3: fine with the scenic route.
2: <laughs> you do have to wonder why someone would go into politics. I mean, you really are putting yourself out there. You're just going to get, you know, cremated when your name is, as soon as it's, it's thrown on the ballot, it's like, okay, we are going to tear this person down. We're going to find every flaw in their character. So you have to go, okay, going back to our question, what would disrupt your life, you know, that you're that passionate about? And that definitely is going to disrupt your life. Well, running and for freedom? freedoms, politics.
3: you know, and we want to do things in the name of freedom and to create freedom, you know, for other people or for this, for our kids coming up. And um, it is, we, uh, you know, whenever you see a presidential election, you're like, why would somebody desire that office? You have to have that, that strong, you know, gut instinct inside to go, I can make a difference. Otherwise you wouldn't endure it because you do. It, It takes all your time, all your money and your resources. And yet people still will attack you and criticize you. And you have to learn that to overcome those things. And that's tough. That's tough. You have to have that thick skin to go, I believe in the cause so much that I will I will endure all of this over here, and and for that sake, so, absolutely.
2: Well, we were going to have on our next segment an Arizona representative. Her name was Michelle Reagan, and this is a gal that's just really tearing it up. She's doing some phenomenal things. Um, totally fits in our category of doing the remarkable, and we were so excited to have her on the on the show. But the problem is she's doing so many remarkable things, she actually got stuck because they're on a vote. And I guess when they're in the House voting, you're not allowed to leave. Imagine those kind of roles. <laughs> Imagine that she's out there doing the remarkable when we want to talk about her doing the remarkable <laughs> so she is not able to be on our show. So it's um, so disrupted our, our lifestyle here, her passion. <laughs> So, we are going to have something so absolutely exciting for our next segment. You're gonna to have to stay tuned and and I can't wait us. to hear what you're gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, we are going to say something absolutely remarkable. And uh, we are excited to have you listen. Bye-bye.
1: This is Girlfriend on Togginap. Don't forget to tell your friends to check it out on GirlfriendIt.com. It's time to discover it, connect it, propel it, Girlfriend It. And we'll be right back with more Girlfriend radio right after these. Being frugal doesn't mean being cheap, and the frugalitarian is here to show you how. Jody Olson is the frugalitarian. on TogiNet, 3 p.m. Central, Wednesdays.
3: This is the art of great living. It's just a matter of time before people start asking you to tell them
1: your secrets to better style, bargains on food, home decor, and clothing. Your wants don't have to change, just how you acquire what you want. On The Frugalitarian, it's an uncommon mix of style, fashion-savvy, and earth-friendly, showing you great taste, great style, and great ideas for finding everything you want for nearly nothing.
3: I'm speaking from experience. I live on a beautiful farm where I take care of sheep and do a few light farm chores for extremely low
1: rent. For more clever ideas on how to waste not and totally want not, go to thefrugalitarian.com. Join us every week for more information on how you can live better for less with Jody Olson. It's The Frugalitarian, Wednesdays at 3 p.m. Central on DougieNet.com. Green Halloween to tips, tricks, ideas, and projects for every holiday. You'll love Celebrate Green. You can check them out online, too, at celebrategreen.net and greenhalloween.org for more information, the newsletter, the blogs, places to shop, cool extras, and so much more. So get ready to Celebrate Green, the radio show with Lynn and Corey, Wednesdays at noon central time, starting November 4th, on TogiNet.com. Welcome back to Girlfriended Radio, a chance for you to let your hair down, curl up with a mug of whatever you love, and have some nice girl talk. It's Girlfriended, the radio show on Toginet.com. And now back to the show with your hosts, Patty and Lisa.
3: Okay, we are laughing because at the end of the last segment, Patty kind of kind of signed off with, we are so excited to have you come back and listen to us. <laughs> And I, I looked at her. If you could, if you could be kind of a fly on the wall here and, and watch us, our faces, because it is kind of funny. It's like, no, we are really excited to be able to share this time with you, and that we are honored that you are are hanging in here with us and listening. And to today's show, that has just been, um, it has been an interesting show talking about our passions and our freedoms, because uh, we have uh, Michelle, who is a state legislature, uh, that has actually got got got. Housed in,
2: <laughs> yes, she did, and so now our our next segment is going to um, have a, ch- a change of scenery. But I think you were mocking me just now, and I am gonna just you know file that away for when I have an opportunity to to mock you back. But um, we are talking about those who are doing the remarkable. And just some incredible people that we've had an opportunity to interview on doing The Remarkable. And one of them that I absolutely loved because he was just so authentic and so genuine genuine was the author of The Shack. Mm -hmm. And you had the opportunity to actually sit down and go to lunch with William Young. And you said he was just as authentic then, just, you know, talking one-on-one. And what was really neat is talking even to his daughters because he had dealt with a situation where he had been physically abused as, as a child. Uh, he has para, 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 he, para, he, para, he paraorigines. And then as he became an adult, never really going through the correct healing process and just kind of burying all the horrific things that happened to him as a child. And in his adult life, with all of his children and being married for several years, he then started having an affair with his wife. I mean, with, 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 I mean, with his his wife's (laughs) best friend. And we were able just to ask even the daughters, how did you feel about this when he, everything, all the darkness came to light and he basically came in and they told the kids, this is what, you know, good morning. This is what dad has been doing and um so it was cool just to even hear the daughter's perspective who was go- going to be turning 16 and up to that point all the other kids had had this really neat um birthday dinner with dad and he'd give them a purity ring on how significant and how important it is to stay pure before you get married and you know now it's like what a farce you're telling me when you're not even you know living your part of it and just being real and authentic with her feelings of, okay, my dad is just a complete phony, and what do I believe?
3: Well, and you know what's interesting? So many things that we, we um, in life, so many great things um, are birthed out of pain. And I know you shared earlier our, our mom's stories. It was the loss of our moms and the pain there that we realized the legacy of friendships our mom had left in our lives, and that motivated us and inspired us to want to really encourage women in their friendships and get women connecting um, together and pull their pull their influence together and and have those relationships and those friendships and we heard earlier with j d uh, the Amber Alert was started here in Arizona as a result of somebody 's pain missing a child and then you know you 're just referring to uh, william paul um young it, it is, he took pain in his life and wrote a, a a story that has so inspired so many people so so many times we look at the pain in our lives and we think why. And yet it's that, those pain, that pain in our lives that motivate us and that great things can come out of that if we allow that to happen. And that's why, and that's why it's significant to have other people in our lives, to share, to encourage. Because sometimes in, in relationships, one of us is the one that's more in need, and sometimes the, the other is the one that can give. And, and that's so important to realize that, and even defining roles. I know we're going all over the place here with passion, but it goes back to what are you really passionate about? And we, this is our passion is rallying others to do remarkable things. We keep saying that. And, and that was what you know. J.D. Hayworth was talking about is he was passionate enough to leave a career because he was in TV and radio, to leave something that was secure and known to go in the unknown to pursue your passions. And a lot of times to pursue your passion does take risk. Risk is involved. And yet we want to avoid risk at all costs because risk is risky. Yes, risk is very risky. And we have a girlfriend that's called in
2: that's going to talk a little bit about um, her passions. And we do want to apologize. We realize we're having some major problems on the uh, sound engineering. And um, so we are cutting out like in five-second segments. And we haven't had to deal with this kind of sound engineering problem. So just stick with us. And Michelle, we want to talk to you a little bit about what you're passionate about.
4: Hey, guys. How are you doing? You're doing good. Good, good, good. Well, so, um, I, so what would I'm definitely, definitely passionate her... about... Go ahead.
2: <laughs> so what <laughs> would you do in your life enough to disrupt your day? What's something that you would do that you're so passionate about that it would disrupt your day?
4: Well, well, having kids is definitely one of those, but uh, <laughs> that, that goes without saying. That's a constant disruption through my day. Probably playing soccer would be my, my favorite thing to disrupt my day with, um, and I always think that's a great way to meet people and to build friendships with um, other people and other girls. And, um, yeah, so that, that is definitely a passion of mine.
2: I love that. So how often, now that you have children, are you able to play soccer?
4: Well, I haven't played in a couple of years, but I'm, I'm hoping I'm starting to run again and hoping um, I had a baby about eight weeks ago. So I'm hoping to get back into soccer here within the next few months. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Oh, we'll see. I'll keep excuse. you updated. The old excuse yeah. of
2: having a baby eight weeks ago. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> That'll do it. That's a great excuse to have. And it is interesting because as women, like you said, um, the strongest passion, I believe, is your children. And it does interrupt life and it interrupts a lot of your passions. But you also have then the passion of your children, which is, is a whole nother ball game or soccer game, as to say, to get well, into. Well, you know what, and
3: I think so many times we've talked about this. I know that so many times we put off our passions, what we are all, ourselves are passionate about for another season or when our kids get raised. But I think it's really important to even live out your passions while your children are in your home and can see that. and And so they can see that it's okay when you grow up to be passionate about something and to go out there and want to make a difference instead of taking from... Society that we are that we are to give back, and we are, and, and it's okay to give, and it's okay to be in convenience with our passions. And I think that's a huge lesson that we can teach our kids, and and even bring our kids along in our passions. I mean, you could have a whole soccer team with you, Michelle, of all, all exactly. your boys that you're raising.
4: <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. And I think, I mean, even though I'm not playing soccer right now, I um, I work at a breakfast place on Saturdays just for a few hours to help them out. And uh, there's a girl there; she's 16. And she, she plays soccer. So that was an immediate um, connecting point. And we just talk the whole time about soccer and this and that, the position she plays. And I get fired up just talking to her, and we've developed a really good friendship. So, um, you know, if, if I do start playing soccer with her, bring the boys, um, and it can become a family activity. They can make friends, and really it's all about um, – it, you know, it's not just about soccer, it's about the people, you know, the people's lives you're influencing and the lives that are influencing you when when you're doing um, what you're passionate about. Is kind of what I've learned.
2: We so agree that it really is. And, and like Lisa said, I think it's so significant when you do have children that you bring them along so many times. And I, I think especially in our culture and our society right now, we do so much for our kids, which is absolutely wonderful. But that whole me, me, me generation, where they they can see that it's okay that my mom or my dad also have something in their lives besides just me, me, me. Um, it's interesting because they've done studies where every single thing is centered around your child. I mean, even now, you know, the car seat can be, you know, customized to to um, be perfectly comfortable for this child. And we do so much for our kids. I think it is important for them to see that mom is beyond just, you know, doing the dishes and doing the laundry, that they are a real human being and they have passions. And I think that's what helps them become more passionate individuals as well. So you're right, Michelle. It's not just about... Um, the actual game—it's the relationships and um, and also having your kids come along and see your passion. Well, and
3: passion connects people, like you said. When you start when you start sharing what you're passionate about, somebody else will, you know, you'll learn about them too. And it isn't life just really? It's really about the people, and I think sometimes we forget that. Mm-hmm. We think it's about all the projects in life and all the the problems in life, and it really is about people. And we're seeing that even more in our society right now with our economy. Because things around us are, are things that we used to put our security and our hope in have failed us. And it really is the people and the relationships and going back to the basics with that and, and having people rally together to help one another. I mean, these are opportunities uh, for, for the best of, of, of human nature to come out and to rally around each other and not compete with each other, but really complete and, and to rally around and I think that's, what, that's a huge lesson we can learn and just in what's going on in our, in our society right now It's getting back to the basics and what really matters in life. And it's not all the things and it's not, our security isn't there, but just going back to what do you believe? What do you value? And living out those values and being passionate about that. Okay, Michelle, yeah, definitely. I have a question.
2: I have a question yes. for you. We have two minutes left, and for all the other moms that are out there listening that just had a baby eight weeks ago, <laughs> what would be the what would be the one thing that you just let go that you thought you would never let go? You know, like for me, I I was um, pretty neurotic, and even my hangers, my coat hangers, would be oh. like I had a purple and turquoise bedroom for my child, and I would put in purple, turquoise, purple, turquoise, purple, wow. <laughs> turquoise. That is so nice. that, that's
4: neurotic, yeah.
2: <laughs> so I just, all of a sudden, it didn't matter to me. So in one minute, tell us, what's something that you just let go? It doesn't matter to you anymore.
4: Okay, this, this happened last night, um, and I don't do this often, but uh, last night was a crazy night. There's stuff going on with my husband. He had to tell me all these things. He was on the computer and both kids were screaming i'm trying to make tacos for dinner and you know trying to mash avocados and make guacamole and i just finally just said you know what we don't have to eat right now landon our two-year-old had eaten i'm fine i can wait another hour i'm sitting on the couch holding both babies and listening to my husband i'm done making dinner and so dinner was put off about an hour and a half and uh Went to bed with the kitchen a disaster and then woke up this morning and started to tackle it. And but um, you there's things like that. that.
3: I survived. And you guys are you still, have to and stop you guys in are a still moment and say... Well, we have like, yeah. it's time to go. And we just so appreciate you calling in and sharing your passions. And hopefully, we all leave today a little more passionate about life and ready to be disrupting our lifestyle to make it happen. So find somebody else today, join them in your passions, connect, get the conversation going. And, uh, and if it's going to be, it has to be me. Exactly. I love that. Have a great day.
1: Thank you for being a part of this special program, Girlfriend It. the show dedicated to the most important woman you know, yourself. It's the show.